This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Well, a judge in a case that is challenging the VCAP law here in Alabama has ruled in favor of the state when it comes to one particular area. Last year, Judge Lyle Burks placed an injunction on the state ban when it comes to transgender surgeries and hormone therapy for people under the age of 19. Burke placed that injunction because a number of plaintiffs were part of a lawsuit. Those plaintiffs referred to various pro-transgender health groups and their documents on the issue, one of those groups being the World Professional Association for Transgender Health. The state attorneys have requested that the plaintiffs provide them with those documents. However, the plaintiffs in the lawsuit filed motions to quash and keep that from happening, saying it was a burden and an irrelevant request. Now, Judge Burke has ruled in favor of the state attorneys in getting those documents, saying that the documents from WPATH and what studies they've done, as well as diagnostic standards and standards of care for pro-transition of minors, is unquestionably relevant and the defendants in this case have a right for further inquiry about this group's conclusions. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville had a face-to-face interaction with Department of Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin this week. Tuberville had a phone call with Austin last week, and it was all over the issue of the Department of Defense and its new policy to assist female military members in getting an abortion. Over the past 40 years, I don't recall one military person ever complaining that we weren't performing enough abortions. Nor did the military raise the alarm that our service men and women were being placed in areas that had restrictive policies on abortion. Poland's restrictive policies, Japan, Djibouti, all these theaters have, have, have abortion policies. Yet our military changed the policy to do this job in these different theaters. As of 12 days ago, y'all got the, the American taxpayer on the hook to pay for travel and time off for elective abortions. And you did not make this with anybody in this room or Congress taking a vote. In fact, this contradicts what Congress has actually voted for. Most of us, some of us in the room, if not all senators that have been complaining about this, have voted for the Hyde Amendment many, many times. But now my colleagues on the left think this abortion issue is good for a campaign. And that's what this shouldn't be about. I'm not going to let our military be politicized. I want our military to be the strongest and the deadliest it has ever been. But I also want the administration to follow the law. As long as I have a voice in this body, Congress will write the laws. Not the Secretary of Defense, not the Joint Chiefs. It is not a law. It is a policy. And so, you know, we obviously don't pass laws in the Department of Defense. But again, uh, I I assure you that we have great respect for this body, uh, Congress, and we will do everything within our power to make sure that we continue to work with Congress. Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth is pushing hard for the repeal of the grocery sales tax here in Alabama. Ainsworth has now written an article for 1819 News and their website about the whole issue. In that article, Ainsworth says that the time for excuses on removing this tax are over. He referred to the state's robust economy as well as the budget surplus of $3 billion for Alabama. Ainsworth says several economic factors have created the perfect opportunity for Montgomery lawmakers to put action before words and start the process of making grocery purchases tax-free. 
The Alabama Attorney General's Office is connecting a recent criminal charge of a man in Marshall County to the open border policy of the Biden administration. 39-year-old Dioniso Ramos was arrested in Albertville this past March 9th. Back in 2022, Ramos was arrested for sodomy involving an underage boy in Marshall County, but he was released by the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency to be deported rather than face charges. Ramos was not deported, or if he was, he returned back to the U.S. pretty quickly. A concerned citizen spotted Ramos recently at a store and notified the Marshall County Sheriff. Ramos is now being held without bond and will face the 2022 charges. AG Steve Marshall says that Alabama has become a border state due to the disastrous immigration policies of the Biden administration, which has brought a crime wave to our streets. An Alabama man is honored with the highest award for civilian heroism that can be given in the U.S. and Canada. James Musgrove received the Carnegie Medal for his actions that occurred last year to stop a church shooter at St. Stephen's Episcopal Church in Vestavia Hills. Three people ended up being killed at a potluck dinner in June of 2022. Musgrove was able to stop the shooter by hitting him with a chair and then wrestle the gun away. The Carnegie Medal was first awarded in 1904 and since then has been given to over 10,000 heroic civilians. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, another hero is emerging when it comes to a recent shooting at a school in Tennessee. Unfortunately, that hero, nine-year-old Evelyn Dykhouse, was killed in that shooting and occurred at Covenant Academy in Nashville this past Monday. School security cameras now show that the little girl heroically tried to pull the fire alarm at that school in order to alert other classmates. A 28-year-old transgender shooter had entered the school and attacked the facility, killing six others before police entered and shot her. Will Kinney and Hallie Scraggs were other nine-year-old classmates with Evelyn who died that day. The parents of Evelyn described their daughter as a shining light and say they are completely broken by this loss. She was the only girl in that family with three other brothers. Three other adults were also shot and killed in this shooting. Headmistress Catherine Kuntz, substitute teacher Cynthia Peak, and school chef Mike Hill. Nashville police are being praised for their quick and unwavering response to that school shooting. Body camera footage has now been released and shows both the skill and boldness with which the police entered that building and stopped the shooter. Officer Michael Colazzo can be heard on his camera on the second floor of that school confronting the shooter. Push it LPBO. Push it LPBO. Go right. Move, move. Watch out, watch out. Move. Stop moving. Stop moving. Watch left, watch left. Suspect down, suspect down. Hey, hold the air. Police now believe that the shooter had planned to target the local mall and her own family, but changed plans due to too much security. The timing could not be more suspicious. Independent journalist Matt Taibbi was testifying this week to a U.S. House subcommittee on the weaponization of the federal government. That is because Taibbi was one of several select journalists who were given access to the Twitter files by Elon Musk in order to inform the public about the collusion that happened between big tech social media and the FBI back in 2020. When Taibbi finished his time with Congress, 
he was met by an IRS agent at his home in New Jersey. The IRS agent came unannounced and told Taibbi that the agency had issues with his tax returns. The chairman of the House subcommittee, Jim Jordan of Ohio, has already sent letters to the IRS and Treasury Department regarding this latest development. In that letter, Jordan demands an explanation for the move, saying that it could easily be interpreted as intimidation of a witness before Congress, considering the level of Taibbi's reporting on left-wing activism, along with the IRS history of government abuse. Sam Bankman-Fried is back in the news due to more charges being issued against him by the Department of Justice. The former CEO of FTX Crypto Exchange is now being charged with paying over $40 million dollars to a Chinese government official in order to influence that official to act a certain way regarding Bankman-Fried's hedge fund, Alameda Research. Both FTX and Alameda collapsed in November of 2022 when Bankman-Fried had a major shortfall of $8 billion in cryptocurrency when a bunch of withdrawal requests came in. A federal judge in Washington, D.C. has ordered that former Vice President Mike Pence will testify in a probe coming from a special counsel when it comes to Donald Trump. Federal Judge James Boesberg issued that ruling this past Tuesday. The probe is looking into Trump's 2020 election response and whether or not that can be considered election interference. Pence can decline to answer any questions related to the events on January 6th in Washington, D.C. Pence already wrote in his memoir that Pence told Trump there's no question of irregularities and election fraud from 2020, but the question is who decides the next steps forwards and under the law, it should be Congress. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 